Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Hey, welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. Nice to have you back in our second hour. Oh, we got a jam-packed hour for you. We're going to talk to a man in just a moment from Queensland, Australia. He's the head of tourism for Queensland. Uh, Queensland is, of course, the part of Australia that's very heavily visited by uh, 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 tourists and visitors um, because uh, the Great Barrier Reef is best access there. He's got a very interesting contest he's running. You may remember last year, Queensland ran a contest called uh, it was something like the best job in the world, and uh, the winner got, I don't know, $125,000 and a $4 million home, and basically all he had to do was travel around Australia and tweet what, what a great time he was having in Queensland. They got a new contest, and we're going to hear about that from the head of uh, tourism with uh, uh, Tourism Queensland in just just a moment. Then we're going to talk with Mike Matthews. He's a, our, our hotel, uh, well, I call him the hotel doctor on our, on our show, and we talked to him about all things dealing with hotels. He's a former Ritz-Carlton uh, vice president. He was a general manager of the Ritz-Carlton in Hong Kong when I met him. He's now a consultant. And we're going to ask the question of, is a hotel room ever really clean? You may not like his answer. Rachel Wolf's going to join us. We're going to ask a different question. Uh, If you're a good-hearted sort and you hear about a earthquake in Haiti or an earthquake and a tsunami in Japan and you feel like getting on a plane and going over and helping... Well, there's a good way to do that and a not good way to do that. And Rachel's going to throw a little light on that. And then we're going to talk about going to North Korea with Walter Keats, who's been there, I think, 24 times. He runs an agency. He was the first one to take Americans into North Korea. We'll find out what the lure of that is and what the political reality about visiting North Korea might be now. I'll have a deal of the week and all that. Let me start with just a little, uh, a few news briefs that I didn't get in the first hour. In the next few weeks, Copenhagen International Airport in Denmark is going to start using a program capable of tracking travelers' movements based on their Wi-Fi emitting devices. You probably have a Wi-Fi emitting device. If you have an iPhone or a, uh, any smartphone that's got a Wi-Fi capability, it's always sending out signals. Uh, and if you're going through Copenhagen Airport, they're going to track your movement. This isn't to follow you. They don't know who you are. They're not taking information off your phone. They simply use your location and your movements in a study to try to better direct passenger flow and improve the airport's design. Uh, this is something that you're going to, be, going to be seeing in more and more airports around the world as airports try to figure out how to get the passenger to the boarding gate more efficiently, more easily, and maybe even sell them some stuff along the way. Um, uh, there was a vegetarian who didn't get a vegetarian meal on a recent continental flight, and instead of complaining politely, she was so disgusted, she said, with the meal that she threw her tray at the flight attendant. She said she was a vegetarian and she didn't like what she was being served, a Continental Airlines official told uh, the New York Post. So she threw the food tray and the food at the attendant. This happened uh, uh, just last week. It was a flight that originated in the Dominican Republic. It was bound for Newark. Uh, but it was uh, and, and when the uh, plane landed at the gate at 4 in the afternoon at Newark, uh, officers met this particular vegetarian. But the flight attendant declined to press charges. Now, there's a nice 
flight attendant. Now, if you happen to be in Los Angeles on May 1st, don't miss the Koshan 555. It's a pork blowout that will see five chefs cooking five different breeds of pig, the entire pig, by the way, and matching their dishes with five wines. It's an event meant to promote the sustainable farming of heritage pig breeds. Uh, those five celebrity chefs will bring their talents to bear on this uh, porkapalooza. A ticket started $125. A venue is yet to be announced, but you can find more information at colchon555.com. That's spelled C-O-C-H-O-N, C-O-C-H-O-N 555.com. So if you like pork, this is a place for you May 1st in Los Angeles. I mentioned at the top of the hour that... Uh, Tourism Queenland had launched a second annual incredible uh, uh, promotion uh, that anybody, well, anybody who works for a company can win. Anthony Hayes is the CEO of Tourism for Queensland in Australia. He joins us to tell us about this new contest called MillionDollarMemo.com. Let me just set it up for you, Anthony, and then you can walk walk through it. This is aimed at companies, and the idea is that a company creates a one-minute video and they send it to you via MillionDollarMemo.com before May 1st. And that video is meant to express in a creative way why it's such a great company to work for. And you and your colleagues are going to pick 50 of those videos. You're going to winnow it down to 20. You're going to ask the public to go online and vote on some of the videos. And the 20 winners will have one employee from each company. You'll fly them into Queensland. You'll Get those 20 people together for two weeks, and then there's going to be some kind of challenge that will determine the company that is going to have a million-dollar vacation in Queensland. Do I Have I summarized it so far correctly? You've nailed it, Rudy. Yeah, but the competition, we're not talking about Survivor. This is really about showing people a fantastic time and rewarding staff for um, working hard you know, during the global financial crisis. It's a great way for companies to say thanks very much for all of the hard work. Okay, so what are those 20 people who are competing to someday allow the rest of or many members of their company come down to Queensland? What are the, What is the challenge involved? Oh, it's going to be terrible for them. There'll be helicopter rides out to the Great Barrier Reef. They'll be swimming with dolphins. They'll be you know, holding koalas and you know, sunsets on the beach. It's going to be terrible for them. A lot of massages, I imagine, as well. So, so how do you determine it, the winner? How do you determine <laughs> the winner? Well, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to judge the. there'll be one representative from each of the 20 companies from all around the world, and what we're looking for is the best team player, somebody who just, you know, is the... That has that magical quality that represents their company in such a way that they're that outstanding individual that means there's an outstanding team at home and the winning company will get a million dollars worth of travel experiences in Queensland and we will fly them down, whether that's five people or a hundred people, that's up to the company. Unbelievable. That is very clever of you guys. So to find more information, someone can go to milliondollarmemo.com, right? MillionDollarMemo.com. You've got till 1 May to send us your 60-second video, and we're looking for you to dazzle us with how clever you are, what a great team you are, and why you think uh, Queensland, Australia would be a great place to reward your staff. And the winner, again, you say they can bring as many people as they want. They've got a million dollars. The winner, after those 20 people survive the challenge, one's going to be picked. And that company, they can bring, if it's a company of five people, they'll have $200,000 in travel bucks to spend. If it's a company of 100, well, they still got a million dollars to divide up. Got it? Am I have it correct? That's exactly right. So they can travel first class. They can, uh, they, we will suck up to them in any way they want us to suck up to them. They will have a fantastic time. I love it. So Anthony Hayes from Tourism Queensland, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, mate. Thanks for the interest.
You can find more information at milliondollarmemo.com. If your company you think is a special place, well, well, you know, send in your video. Make it, if you can condense it all in 60 seconds, then you may be one of the 20 folks who has flown down there and you wind and dine for two weeks. And I guess they're going to pick the most charming person and that company. They're going to have a million dollars to spend uh, having some fun in Queensland. Stick around. When we come right back, we're going to ask Michael Matthews, our hotel expert, if there's such a thing as a clean hotel room. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. What's the most effective way to get more customers for your business, more donors for your nonprofit, more churchgoers on Sunday? Email marketing, because it gets results. That's why over 700,000 companies of all sizes use iContact, an industry-leading email marketing solution. iContact's award-winning email marketing solution makes it incredibly simple to create, send, and track email newsletters and email promotions. And iContact is integrated with social media, so your email newsletters can go viral on Facebook and Twitter. Whether you're new to email marketing or a seasoned pro, let iContact help your business grow and prosper. With a 99% deliverability rate, iContact ensures that your message actually reaches your customer's inbox, not their junk mail or spam folder. And you can try iContact free for 30 days. Go to iContact.com and enter promo code FREE for your free 30-day trial right now. That's the letter I, contact.com, and promo code FREE. Email marketing with iContact gets results. What bothers you most about menopause? Is it the hot flashes? Waking up at night drenched in sweat? How about the mood swings or putting on weight? Tens of thousands of women have turned to Amberin to get relief from their menopause symptoms. Will Amberin work for you too? The only way to find out is to give it a try. That's why we're giving every woman who calls today a complimentary risk-free trial of Amberin with a 30-day supply free. Amberin is all natural and its safety and effectiveness is backed by published clinical studies. Do you want a life without hot flashes, night sweats, or mood swings? Want to lose weight, sleep great, and have more energy? We've made trying Amberin completely risk-free, and you get a 30-day supply free. All you have to do is make the call to claim your complimentary risk-free trial of Amberin. Call 1-800-220-2730. That's 1-800-220-2730. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. It's 18 after the hour. Do visit RudyMaxa.com now and then. I post my travel minute there. You can uh, I do that for a lot of the stations. It's my sort of one minute of travel advice every day. Uh, you can look at uh, some of my travel videos, some of my photographs, uh, some of my favorite stuff. You know what a website is. RudyMaxa.com. You can also write me a question if you've uh, got an idea for a great guest or great topic or you have a travel question you'd like me to answer on the air or with you on the air. Let me know. Feel free to write me at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. I'm joined by Michael Matthews. If you're a regular listener of this show, you know Michael is our go-to guy in all things hotel. And Michael and I were talking about the question of hotel and cleanliness. And uh, 
and we decided. Uh, I decided I wanted to ask ask, ask him the question. And I, Michael, welcome to the show. Before I ask you, I'll welcome you aboard. Hi, nice to have you here. Hey, it's good to be back. So the question is: Is a hotel room ever really, really clean? No. <laughs> How's that? Uh, not, not, can we all go home? <laughs> we can all go home now. Thank you very much, Michael, for joining us. Now that we know that, well, you, you got to explain that. You look. You ran some pretty swanky hotels. You ran the Four Seasons and Ritz Carlton. Excuse me, the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, and Four Seasons and yeah. Ventana and oh yes, absolutely. But let, let me explain why it's not clean to you. Please it's do. Very, okay, a maid has an eight-hour shift. That's four hundred and eighty minutes. It takes her about an hour to stock up her trolley, you know, the clean sheets and all the rest of it, amenities, and then it takes time to unload it. So that's another hour gone. Then she's got 30 minutes of breaks, and then she's got to clean the corridor that you see her going outside, you know, up and down with a vacuum in the corridor. That probably takes about another 30 minutes. So that leaves, in all, uh, 360 minutes to clean between 12 and 14 rooms. Well, that's about 25 minutes per room to which she's got to change the linens, make the bed, dust, vacuum, clean the bathroom, shower, toilet, replace all the amenities, etc. It's impossible for it to be properly clean. Well, now what, is, what would be your definition of properly? Well, let's, let me turn it around the other way. What isn't as clean as one might hope it would be? Well, I think that what you have to look, you are seeing, uh, I think, okay, the way to explain that is uh, if your wife cleans your bedroom and bathroom, uh, you visually see it's a pretty good job. And then you have your cleaning lady comes in, and she seems to take about two hours more to do it. So it's, it's the hidden things. It's dust. It's hairballs. Uh, be honest, it's pubic hair behind the commode. Uh, it's... Uh, just generally not clean. What would you avoid then in a hotel room as a hotelier? Uh, the number one thing to avoid are glasses, particularly glasses that have those little cardboard uh, tops to them. If they're saran wrapped, then that's okay. Uh, but do not touch the glasses. That is a number one. And number two, don't ever lie on the bedspread in your boxer shorts watching TV. You know, that's uh, every time uh, local news stations go into their sweeps week, you know, or ratings, when they need to get ratings, they'll send somebody out with one of those black lights and they find all kinds of uh, DNA, yeah. particularly on the bedspread and so on. So you're saying stay off the bed. So do you take the bedspread right off the bed and put it in the corner? Strip you it right off. Strip it right off unless you're in a uh, five-star hotel that has uh, turned-down serves at night. Uh, just strip it right off. Don't, don't go near it, and don't go near the glasses. Okay, all right. Now, is there ever a time when a hotel room is cleaned in a, in a, in a more thorough way than the one you just described? Absolutely. Uh, approximately once a year, uh, each room has what we in the industry call a deep clean. That's where the carpets are cleaned, uh, the curtains are taken out and cleaned, the room is probably painted, uh, and it's just done over like a brand new room. And that's when it is clean. But do I, do I as a guest, have any idea when that happens? Uh, no, but I tell you what, here's a tip for everybody. Uh, when you get to the front desk, all you've got to do is ask, can I have a room, please, that's just been deep cleaned? And the front desk will know which rooms those are? Yes, they do. They do. It's in their computer. And 
Oh, really? They should give them to you. And what are the odds you might get one? Uh, if you are, well, it's, it depends the size of the hotel. And whether it's occupied. If you've got a 300-room hotel, i got to tell you it's a 300-to-one shot. But, right, uh, exactly. But, and if it's a convention... You're probably, the only person, you're probably the only person that's asked for it, so I'd say you've probably got a pretty good shot. That's interesting. I'm asking for a deep, clean room. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I once attended a conference. Uh, it was a professional hotelier conference in Las Vegas, and I was speaking. It was a security conference. I don't know why I was invited to speak, but I was. And I was followed by a gentleman from the Harrah's Hotel chain. They own Caesar's Palace yeah, sure. and dozens of others. And he was in charge of cleaning. And he said, he said, what do you think the most uh, germ-ridden thing in the room is? And I think most people say, oh, the telephone or the remote control. Um, yeah. And he said, no, it's the ice bucket. Because when someone is <laughs> ill, that's the first thing they reach for. And I've never been able to get that out of my mind. Well, uh, I, I don't know if that's so, but... Uh, I, I'll cover it by saying most ice buckets have a little plastic uh, uh, Some do. Uh, container. Well, they should do. If they don't, then... Don't uh, use it. I don't use it. Don't well, use it. Well, what's your, I, I know I have friends who are germaphobes who take out... Oh, by the way, we're talking with Michael. If you just tuned in, Michael Matthews is joining us. He's our resident hotel expert. He's a former uh, executive at such chains as Ritz-Carlton and Four Seasons. And we're talking about whether there really is such a thing as a clean hotel room. Uh, what is your take on remote controls and telephones? I have germaphobes who will check in and take, you know, those those antiseptic, you know, oh, yeah, wipe, whatever they wipe. are, and wipe them down. Is that a good advice? Uh I really wouldn't worry too much. The maid is meant to. No, I said she's meant to spray them and wipe them down. Uh, the odds are she probably doesn't. But I've not known anybody catching. Well, I've never heard of anybody catching anything uh, off the remote control uh, or the telephone. I'll be honest. I've never heard. But I, I'll tell you one thing that that uh, I used to inspect uh, up to four rooms a day randomly at my hotels. Just go in and. Uh, pick some numbers and go and do the rooms. And I used to tell the maids that I give them $20 if a room passed my inspection. Yes. In all my career, I think I gave out two $20 bills. And how many years did you do that? I was doing that for, I guess, 10 years or more. Wow. Wow. So, I, I mean, uh, they're basically not clean. Uh, what, what, you can try it out yourself. Um, Next time you go to a hotel, take a penny mm -hmm. and put it under the bed, by the uh, leg of the bed, uh, up the headboard end, the wall end. Or perhaps put it behind the night table and maybe put another one uh, behind the commode. And then see if they're will, both there the next day? I will bet you a beer in any pub you want that they'll be there the next day. Hmm. Um, now, I know you're not inspecting hotel rooms much anymore, except when you go in on your own, but when you were running uh, hotels, uh, were bed bugs an issue? They seem to have become a very hot issue the last two years, but before that, I never heard a thing about them. I, I actually got one stunned by bed bugs, but uh, don't, uh, don't worry about them. Uh, they're a nuisance. They do give you a little bit of an itch. Uh, they don't hurt you. Nobody's ever died from a bed bug bite. Uh, but they are there, and they're getting worse, and there's just no question about it. Uh, but a lot of times I had a, a case uh, at Ventana Inn up in Big Sur when I was running it, 
that a woman came complaining. She was from one of the big major financial houses in New York, uh, complained she'd bitten, been bitten by bed bugs, and uh, we had got her right off uh, immediately to be looked at because this could be a calamity. Uh, it turned out it was poison ivy. Oh, okay. Well, they so worry about that. A lot of it is. Now, the Wall of Astoria has actually got three cases uh, in court. Uh, they're being sued. Uh, and I, I, I don't think uh, the plaintiff has got a, a chance in hell because uh, it's not any hotel's fault that they're there. They're carried in in luggage. They're now transported across oceans. Uh, and I will say that most hotel companies, the maids are now uh, on the lookout and know sort of where to look. Uh, if you have a hotel room with wallpaper, uh, you might want to take a very close look at the seams in the wallpaper, uh, particularly down at the baseboards. That's where they tend to uh, tend to be. Uh, but otherwise, I, I really don't worry. There's a lot of panic. A lot of people are making a lot of money out of it. And I think it's a lot of hoopla about nothing. Although, I'll agree, it's sad if you get done. Michael Matthews, thanks very much for joining us in Rudy Max's World. We'll be calling on you again. You know that. Okay, it's been great working with you. You heard it from himself. Uh, no, there isn't such a thing as a hotel that's room that's totally clean unless you get that deep clean room. Stick around. We'll be right back with more travel. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack knocked over a candlestick onto the shag carpeting, and his pants ignited into flames, causing him to stop, drop, and roll. Luckily, Jack recently had Geico help him with renter's insurance, because all his belongings went up in flames. Jack got full replacement and now has new pants he ordered from Banana Republic. Visit geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. Nice to have you aboard in Rudy Maxa's world. We're America's largest or most widely syndicated radio travel talk show. How do you like that? How do you like them? You say, how do you like them what? Apples. How do you like them apples? That's <laughs> Rachel, well, let me let me set this up first before I introduce you to Rachel Wolf. Um you know, when a tragedy happens somewhere in the world, you know, especially one of these enormous things that capture headlines for weeks, the the earthquake in Haiti, the earthquake and resulting tsunami in Japan, uh, there are a number of good-hearted souls who want to help, and maybe they have the time and the wherewithal to actually get on a plane and go and help. Rachel Wolf is senior director with uh, the World Vision News Bureau. World Vision is a 
uh, a charity that works with children around the world, a nonprofit organization, worldvision.org is their website. And Rachel says there's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do that. Rachel, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on, on board today. Thanks for having me, Rudy. All right, let's let's start with why there might be a why that might be a bad idea to follow your instincts and get on a plane and fly over to fly down to Haiti or over to Tokyo to lend a hand. Well, I think the main reason is, you know, working in a disaster, even surviving a disaster is not for the faint of heart. When we see these pictures in Japan, when we remember, you know, the massive uh images that we were seeing coming out of Haiti also, I mean, these are entire cities, entire regions that have been affected by a mega disaster. And, you know, until you arrive, even veteran aid workers always tell me, you know, you can't imagine what it's like on the ground just by looking at those pictures until you actually get there. And, and so you, you think people might freeze up or they might not be prepared or they don't know what they're doing? Well, you know, imagine if veteran aid workers who have been there, done that for years, um, hit these disasters and say, you know, gosh, I had no idea, or the disaster is beyond the scope of the imagination. Um, you know, well-intended people from all walks of life, we want, be, want, want to become involved, and I think that's a good instinct. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, when you get there, you know, the language barrier, the context of, of how help needs to be delivered in a particular example, the skills, the professional training that's required um, is quite extensive. Did you find that to be the case in Haiti, that there were amateurs, for lack of a better word, who were showing up and became sort of part of the problem as opposed to part of the solution? It did happen quite often in Haiti, and I think, uh, you know, the reason for that is that it was so close to the U.S., to Canada. Um, there was a feeling, which is a positive one, of, you know, these are people that need our help just in our backyard. You know, let's let's get on planes, let's go, let's volunteer for a week or two. You know, many Americans did this in Katrina, but the problem with Haiti is you're talking about a very small country with limited, you know, transportation, limited interpreter resources, in the first two weeks, you're talking about even basic supplies, water, and food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in some cases, unfortunately, you had resources being diverted from the experienced, trained vo- uh, workers and the people who needed help um, for some of these volunteers that came down. Rachel Wolf is my guest. She's a senior director with World Vision News Bureau. World Vision is uh, uh, an organization that helps children around the world. We're talking about the instinct that many of us have to help in a crisis and whether that's a great idea. Is there a right way to volunteer at a time of a international, well, not an international, but a local crisis elsewhere in the world or maybe even elsewhere in the United States? Is there a right way, a better way to do it, Rachel? Well, I think certainly something that all of us can do now since um, 9-11 and since Katrina, you know, the Red Cross and our local governments have been organizing. I've seen this in my own community here in Seattle. Um, you know, local preparedness committees, that's a great place to start. You know, get the first aid training, become part of the first responders and communities. What World Vision sees around the world is, of course, people that live and work in these communities, just ordinary people, end up being on the front lines um, helping their neighbors. So we can play that kind of role here in the United States. Of course, it's a totally different story if, if we, you know, transplant ourselves into a country where we don't speak the language, where we don't necessarily understand the culture and try to help there, it's not as easy. Are there organizations that welcome folks uh, to help out on an international basis or something away from their hometown? Certainly. I think the key here is 
think about what professional training, what specific expertise do you have that could be helpful in an overseas disaster? You know, do you have medical expertise? Do you have search and rescue experience? And if so, the important thing is look into these opportunities before disaster strikes. Get on a roster. Make sure you meet the criteria. You know, make sure... You know, do you have health problems that might um, uh, make it difficult for you to go? And go through all of that process beforehand so that if you do have the right skill set, work with an organization that would take you, then you're on that list and you can move quickly once the disaster strikes. Would an organization, for example, like the Red Cross, want to keep on file names and bios or CVs of people who might be helpful in a crunch? There are those groups, certainly, um, you know, I think of International Medical Corps, perhaps uh, Doctors Without Borders, Engineers Without Borders, um, those who specialize in these areas. Um, But important to remember, you know, disaster response is a science and an art. It's become very professionalized over the last several years, which I think is very positive. So, you know, when you talk to the Red Cross, when you talk to World Vision, other large aid organizations that respond to multiple disasters a year, we by and large have our own staff, our own experts that do this. So that's important to know as well. Good advice, Rachel Wolf. Thank you very much for joining me. You're welcome. Rachel Wolf, Senior Director with the World Vision News Bureau. Worldvision.org for more information. Stick around. We're going to North Korea next. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. What's the most effective way to get more customers for your business, more donors for your nonprofit, more churchgoers on Sunday? Email marketing, because it gets results. That's why over 700,000 companies of all sizes use iContact, an industry-leading email marketing solution. iContact's award-winning email marketing solution makes it incredibly simple to create, send, and track email newsletters and email promotions. And iContact is integrated with social media, so your email newsletters can go viral on on Facebook and Twitter. Whether you're new to email marketing or a seasoned pro, let iContact help your business grow and prosper. With a 99% deliverability rate, iContact ensures that your message actually reaches your customer's inbox, not their junk mail or spam folder. And you can try iContact free for 30 days. Go to iContact.com and enter promo code FREE for your free 30-day trial right now. That's the letter I, contact.com, and promo code FREE. Email marketing with iContact gets results. AutoZone. Has your car lost its get up and go? Get to AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Cleaning your fuel system can help restore lost power and maintain your car's original performance. Right now at AutoZone, buy one bottle of Tecron Complete Fuel System Cleaner and get a second bottle free. That's two 12 ounce bottles for the price of one. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Pour in some performance. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Adventurous Americans, maybe you own a motorcycle, a boat, an RV, a PWC, or an ATV. Well, FYI, GEICO could save you money on insuring those vehicles. And here's how easy it is. You call GEICO and speak with a specialized agent about all the vehicles you own. The agent crunches the numbers. And if you're like thousands of others, your rate is less than what you pay now. And where I come from, paying less means saving money. Call GEICO today for a free rate quote. GEICO. Saving people money on more than just car insurance. What bothers you most about menopause? Is it the hot flashes? Waking up at night drenched in sweat? How about the mood swings or putting on weight? 
tens of thousands of women have turned to Amberin to get relief from their menopause symptoms. Will Amberin work for you too? The only way to find out is to give it a try. That's why we're giving every woman who calls today a complimentary risk-free trial of Amberin with a 30-day supply free. Amberin is all natural and its safety and effectiveness is backed by published clinical studies. Do you want a life without hot flashes, night sweats, or mood swings? Want to lose weight, sleep great, and have more energy? We've made trying Amberin completely risk-free, and you get a 30-day supply free. All you have to do is make the call to claim your complimentary risk-free trial of Amberin. Call 1-800-220-2730. That's 1-800-220-2730. 1-800-220-2730. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info. Believe the man. Believe the man. I carry a MedJet Assist card. MedJetAssist.com. A good thing to carry if you travel, even if you just travel once a year. You can even buy uh, short-term coverage or just United States coverage. I'm Rudy Maxa. I'm your genial host here in Rudy Maxa's World. How about a vacation to North Korea? That's something you don't hear too often. Actually, Walter Keats does. He's the president of Asia-Pacific Travel, based in Illinois. And Condé Nast Traveler magazine has designated his company their travel specialist for both South and North Korea. In fact, he has specialized for years, since 1978, in travel to other parts of Asia. I'll give you some websites in a few moments. But first, I wanted to talk to him about North Korea. He's been there a couple dozen times. He's about to leave in another week. Uh, Walter, what possessed you... How many years ago did you start going to North Korea, and what possessed you to begin going? Uh, well, it was really sort of when they let us in. I mean, uh, you know, North Koreans are not real fans of Americans, and uh, April of 1995, uh, for some reason, was the first time that they decided to uh, allow American tourists, uh, and there were only a few that, that even knew about it or were able to take advantage of it, but uh, was able to do it, and uh, so we've been doing it since then, although, it, as you may remember, late in the 90s, there was a big famine there, so they, there were several years where nothing happened because they were a lot of people were starving and stuff. So. Well, now, do I want to visit a country where they're not real big on Americans? Well, you know, I think it's in Asia, anybody in Asia, when they invite you, they're your host, and I think they treat you well. So right. that's the key. As long as you're invited, you know, nobody looks at it like we're the, the, the evil people, and I think that's one of the reasons that one should go, is to show them that, in fact, we don't have horns, that we're not all evil. Uh, I, couldn't agree. Sort of, I couldn't agree yeah. more, but how do I get invited? Well, uh, basically, uh, through a company like myself. There's a few others, British, uh, Swedish, uh, Dutch companies uh, doing this. But uh, And do you have, um, a, do you have a, a limit on the number of people you can bring in a year, or any time you have... Uh, there's so far, we haven't <laughs> exceeded. It's not as though this is the. This is not like going to uh, uh, Orlando or something like that. I mean, the kind of people who go to North Korea, I would describe most of them as uh, early adopters, uh, uh, experienced travelers who've been to many other places and uh, researched it, and they're confident that it's uh, interesting and uh, for them to go. How long do folks generally stay, and what what is what's included in a tour? Can you go out and rent a car and wander on your own? I think I know the answer to that, nope. but go ahead and tell me. Yeah. Yeah, 
definitely not. I mean, you, it's all included, uh, even if you were just one person, which you, we can arrange if somebody wanted to go by themselves. It gets a little more expensive just because of the pricing, because everybody that goes has two guides or minders, whatever you want to call them, a car and a driver or a vehicle and a driver. So, um, uh, you know, it's, it's just the more people you get, then the, the more like group rate kind of thing. So we like to get groups of like 10 or more, but not usually somewhere to 10, 15 is a nice size uh, group. And what's an average stay for you all? Uh, normally, uh, we are recommending now about a week, I mean, Saturday to Saturday, because you get in and you arrive late on the first day and you leave at 9 in the morning on the last day. So it isn't really eight days. It's uh, really only like six days in country. Sort of. And what can I expect um, to see? Um, a lot of it are the political sorts of things. You see a lot of the stuff with uh, Kim Il-sung. We actually see his body, uh, just as Mao and Lenin and stuff, uh, where you get to see that. Uh, there's statues of him. There's museums, uh, other things uh, like that, but there are cultural performances. There's a history museum. We go down to Kaesong in the south, which is right on the DMZ. That's the old, an old Koryo uh, dynasty period uh, capital. Um, and we go to Panmunjom from the north, which is pretty cool, because uh, at, in order to conclude the Korean War with the, the, the armistice, they actually did the negotiations for two years in uh, Kaesong, and you see the building where that went on, and actually then the building where the armistice was signed. But since it's on the north side, if you go from Seoul, you go to Panmunjom, you don't get to see that kind of stuff. So, And there's do, stuff you go in the mountains and other the seaports. There's other places you can go. Do travelers you take there come back with a, exp- a changed idea about North Korea? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a unique experience. Um, but, I mean, it, it really is sort of 1984-ish. I mean, but, again, they're your hosts, so you're treated well. There's, you don't have any problems, but you do see that that is a very... Uh, tight system of control, and in fact, it, it, we would describe a lot of it as the internalized. It's not like there's lots of police around. It's everybody is uh, knows what the rules are, and they all follow them. All right, I'm, we're talking with Walter Keats. I'm going to have to say goodbye to him because we're running out of time, but I want to have enough time to give his websites out. Walter Keats is president of Asia Pacific Travel, and if you're interested in visiting North Korea or China or Japan or Korea. Uh, really, Asia. Uh, Walter is your man. Asia Pacific Travel is someone you ought to consider. The websites all end in the numeral one, as in one.com. So it's North Korea one on one. one on, both ones are numerals. North Korea one on one.com, China one on one.com, Japan one on one.com, Korea one on one.com. You're getting the idea, Walter. Thank you for joining us. Great. Asia Pacific Travel, stick around. We've got a deal of the week coming up. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. I'm your genial host, Rudy Maxis, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. And you know what we do at the end of every hour. We do a deal of the week. Before that, let me just tell you something. This is an interesting study. There's a company called Inrix, spelled I-N-R-I-X. Never heard of it. But it's a company called Inrix that decided to gather data from GPS and smartphones and track the movement of people on highways in major cities in the United States to find out where gridlock is the biggest problem. Uh, they looked at 20 cities 
and uh, found out where the biggest, big, worst, biggest traffic backups and worst commutes were. Now, I know you can guess number one, which is Los Angeles, no question. Uh, specifically, the Riverside Freeway, uh, Highway 91 eastbound. Uh, <laughs> they really get specific here. But Los Angeles has uh, w- the world's worst commute on that particular one. But you might be surprised by the second location, Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, how often do you think about paradise as having a terrible commute? But if you work there and you drive on the Luna Lila Freeway, which is the I-1 eastbound, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I presume that's coming into Honolulu. Number three was San Francisco, California, and that's the California Delta Highway or California Highway 4 westbound. And then number four, I thought this was surprising, Washington, D.C., southbound on I-95 toward, uh, toward I guess, toward Richmond on I-95. Uh, bad traffic there. Number five, the uh, Bruckner Cross Bronx Expressway. Uh-huh. Cross Bronx Expressway, that's I-95 southbound. 95 takes two hits in the chin there. Number six is I-35 southbound in Austin, Texas. A pleasant place to live, but bad if you have to drive on I-35. And the Connecticut Turnpike uh, near Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is I-95 again, northbound. Big problem right near our engineer, Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff Ryder. He knows... 405 southbound in Seattle. Oh, that's when you come in from the airport, isn't it? And you try to get into Seattle. It sort of narrows there. San Jose's number 10, the Bayshore Freeway. You get the idea. A couple of them are in California, a couple on the West Coast, a couple of surprising. And number 10 is Chicago and 11 is Portland. Anyway, uh, sort of an interesting interesting study. Got a deal of the week for you from the from IHG, the company that owns hotels whose names... Oh, there it is, the official deal of the week sound. Uh, IAG, IHG is a company whose name you may not know, but you know a lot of the hotel companies that they own. They're running a promotion through the end of April that will reimburse you for up to $100 per household for luggage fees on two bags should you have to pay an airline to check bags for your trip to get to their hotel. How's that? Well, here's how you qualify for the check. You've got to book a two-night consecutive weekend stay. That's a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night at any IHG hotel. Let me repeat that again. A two-night consecutive, or two consecutive nights is probably a better way to put it, two consecutive nights stay on a weekend, on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night at any IHG hotel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, what's an IHG hotel? An intercontinental, a holiday inn, a Crown Plaza, a Hotel Indigo, that's their new hip line, a Holiday Inn Club Vacation Resort, a Holiday Inn Express, Staybridge Suites, or Candlewood Suites. All those are owned by IHG. Who knew? Well, now you know. There's a really important footnote to this. you got to pay for your stay using a Visa credit card. Then you download a rebate form at IHG.com slash freebag, and freebag is two, one word, and submit that with a copy of your hotel receipt and baggage fee receipt. Now, I know it sounds like a chore, but hey, if two travelers can uh, can uh, get a refund of about $100 back in baggage fees, I think it's worth it. you got to file your paperwork by the end of May. Let me summarize that for you again because it's sort of a long deal. You stay at an IHG property for two consecutive weekend nights between now and the end of the month. You know what? I think it's – did I say – I? yeah, it's IHG, International Hotel Group. Uh, stay two consecutive weekend nights between now and the end of the month and pay for your stay with a Visa card, and you can claim a check for up to $100 to to reimburse you for your airline baggage fee. There you go. That's our deal 
of the week. And don't forget the one I mentioned last hour. Again, I really want to point frequent flyers to that. You mileage junkies who work Delta and have an American Express card, you got till May 31st to cash in. You can cash in as many Amex points as you want for Delta miles. You get a 50% bonus. Instead of one mile for every Amex point, you'll get one and a half. But the real big payoff, I'm telling you, between you and me, you know you know who you are, those of you who are those mileage junkies, and take those trips. Uh, you know, um, it's really interesting. There, It's said to be one million unnecessary airline, unnecessary airline trips taken each year in the United States by people like I am who take these mileage runs in order to achieve elite status or collect more miles. It's crazy. I know. I know I should seek treatment, but this is what I do for a living, so i got to do it. But here's the deal. If you cash in 50,000 of those American Express membership points, you'll get 75,000 Delta miles. That's good news, but here's what's important. They'll give you 25,000 elite qualifying miles, EQMs, which means you can jump from silver to gold instantly or gold to platinum instantly. So there you go. Those are my deals of the week. I'm so glad you could join me this spring weekend. As I said at the top of the hour, I hope it's spring where you are. And if it's not, I hope by the time we meet again next weekend that it's spring. Thanks so much for being in Rudy Max's world with me today. I want to thank our brilliant engineer, uh, 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 Jeff Ryder in Connecticut. He's the guy who does that deal of the week sound. Uh, you know, you got to go to school a long time for that. that this, is not, this is not easy stuff. Seriously, he also does uh, uh, tons of things, connects us with our guests, so he's very important. So is Anna Schofield. She's executive producer of this show. I appreciate both of them, and I appreciate your listening. Hope you see you at this same place, this same station, next week in Rudy Max's World. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.